So we're about two months into the podcast, and now time to do something a little different. In this week's show, you get the microphone, your questions, my answers. This is show number eight. This is the Decide to Lead podcast with Russ Hill. Welcome in to the Decide to Lead podcast with me, Russ Hill. We are approaching two months of weekly episodes. And uh, by the way, the feedback has just been absolutely awesome. So thank you so much for sending it. We're going to dig into it here in episode number eight. This podcast, for those of you who are listening for the very first time, and we know from looking at the stats that a lot of you are tuning in and finding this show every week, either searching for it on the Apple Podcast app or Google Play, their, uh, the Google Music app. Some of you are listening in on Spotify and Stitcher, all kinds of different places. So you're finding this show. And for those of you who are brand new this week, my name is Russ Hill, and this is, as you heard, the Decide to Lead podcast. This podcast is for people who are not yet the person that they want to become, people who are looking for ideas on how to be better, whether it's time management skills, productivity hacks, or how to um, more effectively lead other people, just tips and hacks and unlocks from successful people. And my job, a lot of what I share, and those of you who've been listening every week, you know this, a lot of what I share is what I'm, what I'm observing um, in in my work as a consultant with organizations around the world. And I also include uh, interviews, clips from interviews and uh, learnings from other people, as well as featuring guests from time to time. We haven't gotten heavy into guest interviews yet, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that in today's episode because we have more coming up, uh, and I'm going to do that on a regular basis. But I'm going to talk uh, – uh, one of the questions some of one of you asked it deals with that, so we'll get into it. But anyway, so my background is I work as a consultant for a firm called Partners in Leadership. They're a firm that's been around for just over 30 years, consulting with organizations in all kinds of industries. We help people manage their culture to produce results they're currently not achieving. This podcast is not designed to sell you anything. There's no call to action. It's really just a personal project. It's something I do on the side because uh, my background, as those of you who've been listening every week know, my background's in the media business, and so I uh, I come uh, to this with a communications degree and somebody who started off his life, professional life, as a reporter. And so I'm used to being on the air and and, and producing content and um and that's not all I've done, but it's part of my background. And so I, this is like a hobby of mine to share in a casual way here on an audio recording, a podcast, things that I've learned, what I'm observing, what I'm seeing. And the response so far has been awesome and just way more than I expect. Like I seriously, when I first started this podcast uh, two months or so ago, I thought I'd have like, and I'm not joking, like 10 listeners because I'm not marketing it yet. I don't tell any of the clients, any of the organizations that I'm working with that I'm doing this. I'm not running ads on Facebook or Google AdWords. or I'm not doing anything. I'm just, uh, I'm just creating this content. And I've told some friends, some people uh, that I know, but uh, that's it. And so it's all word of mouth. And it's, it's, it's crazy how in this information age, how things just get shared so quickly. And so 
um, this is a place for me to share what I'm learning and observing, and uh, and I'm really excited to do it. And like I said, the response has been awesome. So here in episode number eight, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through a few of the questions that you, some of you, have sent in either on Instagram, Facebook, or email, or filling out a form on my uh, my personal website, russhill.com. And uh, I can't get to all of them, but I picked uh, some of the themes that I've been hearing from from uh, in in those emails and and social media comments, and so I'm going to share uh, questions that I've I've gotten numerous times. And today's just Q and A, super informal. I don't have an agenda for this episode. That there's not a specific topic that I wanted to cover, and uh, that I'll get back into that again next week. But this week it's just uh, your questions and my answers. And so some of these are. Big topics that we'll spend a few minutes on. Others are just kind of more personal questions. So let's get started. The first question comes in an email from Lisa. And Lisa wrote a uh, a, uh, a great email and explained a little bit about her background. She works for a pharmaceutical company that's headquartered in the United States. And her question is this, Russ, what is your favorite business book? I'd love for you to talk about it. And so, Lisa, thanks for the email. Thanks for the question. And this one's hard for me because I can't really point to one business book that's made a major difference for me. I have I'm a nat I'm I'm a uh, a student. I I hated class in every age, college, high school, middle. I I just did not like sitting in a classroom because I am not a fan of one-way presentations. They have their time and place, but I, I like to talk, and I learn from doing and speaking. And that's the way I consult the organizations that I lead with. I don't go in, and, and, and I'm not a professor to them. My job is to get them thinking and helping people. And even if I'm doing a keynote in front of 2,000 people, my job is to get them talking. I don't want to do a keynote where they're just listening to me. I find that incredibly boring and not the best use of time. And so my job is to unpack what people are thinking, to present some information, and then to get them sharing and and processing. People learn by speaking and by thinking uh, and and talking about things. And so um, so my point of of that rant is um, I, I, I spend a lot of time learning, reading a lot of books. I love to read. I just asked my wife how many physical books, hard copy and paperback books we have in the house. It just kills her. And thankfully, I've been doing a lot more Kindle and uh, electronic books lately. But So I don't have one book, but I have a bunch of them. So I'm going to go through a list here, Lisa, okay? Here are books, and this is not an exhaustive list. Like, this is just a quick reaction to your question. And so I'm, this is not an order of my favorite to least favorite. These are just a few that uh, when I read your question just came right off the top of my head. First one, four-hour work week, Tim Ferriss. Uh, I'm sure most of you are familiar with Tim. He's written a lot of books. I'm not a fan, and Tim's obviously incredibly successful. I'm a fan of his, but I'm not a fan of huge books, and Tim likes to write gigantic books. And my attention span, man, it's just way too short. If your chapter's more than like four pages and you've got more than like 200 pages in your book, I'm probably not going to dig into it. And uh, Tim's, one of his first books about the four-hour work week, uh, I just found that fascinating because I had never thought about the work. I, I never thought about the fact that we waste so much time at work and that it didn't have to be that way. 
I was just a, a corporate cog before I read Tim's book. Just, you know, you punch in, you punch out, you go to work for 8, 10, 12, 14 hours a day, and you get the job done, and you go to every meeting, and you don't really question any of how that works. And Tim really, Tim and someone else I'm going to talk about in just a second, really helped me challenge that. So I I didn't dig way deep into Tim's book, but I found that idea a great thought starter for me in my life. Okay, that leads into Crush It by Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. And I'm starting off with two of the most well-known names in the podcasting community. So I'm expecting that most of you know these two guys. You listen to them. Um, or you've read their stuff. Gary Vaynerchuk totally changed my life. And I found him before, like any, I I found him way early. Um, Crush It was a book I read when I was working in the media business, and it changed my life. And uh, I listened to the audio book, and Gary was not as raw and expletive-filled as he is today, but he was himself in that audio book recording, and it's one of my favorite recordings I've ever listened to. If you have not listened to Crush It, the book by Gary Vaynerchuk, you, you should download it. Um, it uh, he might not be your style, but Gary made me think about. He made me think about: Am I living my purpose? Am I am I am I just talking about wanting to achieve success, or am I moving barriers to do it? And so, crush it! I don't know if it's really a business book for, but for me, it it was it was really impactful. Gary's written several books since then. Um, I didn't find any of them nearly nearly as vintage Gary as Crush It was. The other ones are good, but they aren't, in my opinion, great. Um, um, right, or Jab, 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 Hook, whatever the crap that name was uh, of one of the books he wrote, which you can search on Amazon. I thought that was interesting, and he, that book's all about serving customers, give stuff away, serve them, serve them, serve them before you ask them. And I think that's really important in today's information and sharing economies. But I, but I didn't find the book that valuable. I, I think the idea is interesting. So um, Crush It by Gary Vee. And I'm, I'm going to fly through a, a few others. Never Eat Lunch Alone. I don't even know who wrote that. But that impacted me because for most of my professional career, I ate lunch alone. I was not brought up, never taught in, in uh, any business class in college about networking. No one ever taught me about networking. And I feel like I totally got gypped on that. And so Never Eat Lunch Alone, I read that. Not the most profound business book, but that idea of you need to, you need to, you need to use time to network was huge for me. Strengths Finders by Gallup, huge book. Their process I think is great, greatly beneficial. It's, it's really helpful for leaders to understand what they're good at. How to Win Friends, Influence People, of course, a classic. There's a book out right now about uh, principles by uh, Ray. I can't remember Ray's last name. He's super, which is embarrassing because I should know his last name because um, he's all over the media world. Basically, investment uh, from an investment firm, financial markets, New York City. Um, he, he's, he's been on a book tour. Principles, I, again, way too big of a book. I needed the, the dumb guys down, the dumbed down version of that. But Ray talks in that book about different principles he has in the business world. I found the, the concept of that interesting, especially the total transparency and just saying it like it is and being honest in the business community and not wasting time. I thought that was interesting. Change the culture, change the game. Uh, I have to disclose that that's a book by the founders of the firm I work for, Partners in Leadership. So Roger Connors, Tom Smith, who I have a ton of respect for. I work for the firm that they started. 
and uh, Change the Culture, Change the Game is uh, is a great book, and it's it's all about how do you manage culture. Disrupt Yourself by Whitney Johnson. It's a book I just found in the last month. I think it's super impactful. Whitney uh, worked alongside Clayton Christensen, who did a lot of work on disruption of business. Clayton's a uh, Harvard business professor. A lot of you should know who he is. Whitney worked alongside him. And uh, and so she wrote a book about not disrupting organizations, but disrupting yourself. And I think there are massive unlocks in that book about yourself and when we get bored in life and bored in business, as well as how to make sure that you're not how, how to be aware of when your employees, your super high potentials and your super critical employees the franchise players, if you will, in your company, how to make sure you don't allow them to get totally disengaged. I think Whitney has really unlocked something awesome. Um, Simon Sinek, start with why, leaders eat last, all that stuff. I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. The why, the why, the why is hugely important. And in the work that I do with leaders around around the world, a lot of time is spent on helping them unpack the why. Simon's not the only guy that's written about that or is, as, as, is a thought leader in it, but he's certainly one of the most mainstream. And The Power of Habit. The Power of Habit, I think, is an incredible book to help us analyze personally what are our habits. And what I love about that book, too, is it, it really helped educate me for on how the brain works and how to, how to unpack that so that you can then uh, use that knowledge about how your brain works in order to uh, develop new habits. So that was a game changer for me. Okay, Lisa, hope that helps. Um, lots more could be on that list, but I went way too long on, the, on that question. Patrick, Patrick sent a uh, comment on uh, my website, russhill.com. Uh, he, he works in Australia, lives in Australia. Super happy that you're out there, Patrick. And uh, he asked the question, do you have any podcasts, Russ, that you would recommend for someone who's starting their own company? And by the way, Patrick, congrats on doing that. You didn't send any more information about what kind of company or industry or where you're at or anything like that. And so I don't I, I wish I knew more about it. Um, so I'd invite you to even uh, to correspond with me, obviously, offline more about that, because I'm curious about it. Um, but. Congrats on whatever you're doing, and good luck. There's there's obviously a big journey ahead for you. Um, podcasts for people starting businesses. Man, there are a bunch of podcasts out there, a ton of podcasts. And I find, and I don't mean this to sound vain at all, because there are some of you out there who are listening to this going, yeah, I don't think I'm into this dude, and I don't think I'm into this podcast. That's fine. It's all subjective, right? But I can't believe how many bad podcasts there are out there. It's one of the reasons I started this one is because I can't believe how many people are producing content and I no disrespect to anyone, right? Cause they're spending time and energy on getting content out there. And I, man, hats off respect to them, but there's a lot of, I, I can't believe, I, I can't tell you how many leadership and personal development podcasts I've downloaded and 20 seconds in gone. Yeah, no. Yeah. Your your style of of um, communication is not working for me or you're an hour and a half episode and you said like 20 seconds of good content and I just am too busy to listen to your hour and a half episode every week. 
Um, so people who aren't self-aware or don't really understand their audience or people who I just think, well, what have you achieved? What have you done? And I appreciate your ambition, but I, I need you to come to the table. I need you to come to the microphone with a little bit more life experience and a little bit more in the way of results before I really start getting a lot of value out of you. And so, again, I don't mean that in, in a vain way at all. Uh, I just mean that I haven't found a lot of great podcasts out there, Patrick. And and I'd love for you guys to let me know. I'd love for all of you to let me know what what podcasts you're finding out there that are valuable. So, Patrick, I'm just going to go. What are my What are some of my favorite podcasts? Not necessarily for entrepreneurs, but um, and I mentioned a couple of these names in the last few minutes. But Gary Vaynerchuk, his podcasts are great. Um, I I've gone through periods of time where I listen to his podcast every uh, couple of days, and then I get kind of OD'd on it. And, uh, and, and I'm, and i just full disclosure here and I'm no judgment at all, but I'm not an expletive guy. And, uh, and so I'm, I, I, I try to raise my kids in a house where I'm not throwing around the F bomb all the time or really actually ever. And again, no judgment. And I don't mean any disrespect to anyone, but it's hard for me to listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, especially when he's dropping the F bomb every 10 seconds on stage or whatever. And it's effective for him, and a lot of people love him. And Gary does not need um, anyone to tell him how to do things. He's he's crushing it in his own terms. But I, I do like Gary Vaynerchuk. Just know if you have any sensitivity to expletives, um, be careful there because he loves to drop them all over in his podcast. But Gary, man, you can't you can't listen to him without getting jacked. Like you want to just turn off your iPhone or pull out your headphones and just go like conquer the world. So Gary's awesome. Tim Ferriss, a lot of people love Tim's podcast. He does interviews every every week or however many days are in between when he releases his podcast. I'm not a huge interview guy, and I'll get more into that in a minute, but all Tim does really is interview people, and most of his podcasts are anywhere from an hour and a half to two and a half hours, and I just don't have that kind of time. And so if, if you've got like an hour and a half to listen to a podcast, Tim interviews some of the most fascinating people in the world. And what I love about Tim is he explores. He's a very curious guy. And so he unlocks some incredible habits and, and trends and thinking about how to be pro- productive and all kinds of things. So Tim, Tim's, a lot of people love Tim's podcast. Pat Flynn. He may or may not be a guy you guys know. He's all about smart passive income. That's the name of his podcast. And and Pat does a lot of stuff out there. And I, I just find him to be a humble, smart, um, value-added guy. And I found a lot of wisdom in his smart passive income podcast. He does a lot of interviews, too, I think way more than he needs to. I'd like to hear a lot more of just Pat. Um, but he, he, check out his. Achieve Your Goals by Hal Elrod. Um Again, Hal does a lot of interviews, and some of the guests I find fascinating, but I want to hear more from Hal. But I find his podcast one of the best leadership ones out there. And then forgive me for throwing this one in because it's not business at all, but Colin Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd is one of my favorites, and he is a sports broadcaster. Those of you who are sports fanatics will know Colin. He does a radio show. Um, in the U.S., but he, he, he releases a podcast every day that's kind of the best of his radio show. And Colin is a thinker, man. So for what I love about Colin is the way he starts his show is very non-traditional, and he unlocks a lot of great life lessons. And so even if you're not a great sports fan, you listen to Colin and you, you get a couple of unlocks, and he's great for men. 
Sorry for you uh, female listeners, too, although you'll find value in it. But Colin speaks. He loves to speak right to men and just challenge some of the male thinking, and I find it super effective. Okay, Mel. Uh, I don't know anything about Mel other than this comment on Instagram. And Mel uh, said that, um, and forgive me, because Mel is a female as well as a male name, so I don't know, Mel, uh, which one you are, so it doesn't matter. Mel, you said you loved the interview with Ken. That was episode three. And how do I get on your show? (laughs) Um, Mel, thank you. I love the question, and thanks for the compliment. I've got a lot of good feedback on that, that interview with Ken. If you haven't checked it out, episode three, go back and download. Uh, Ken's a guy who went from, he left the media business as well, a former employee of mine and a good friend of mine, and he left the media business and went out into the entrepreneurial world. And that episode, that interview, he talks about some of the real struggles. It's very raw. He, In fact, he takes you to the darkest day of his life um, as a dad, a husband, an entrepreneur. And his uh, candor was just stinking awesome. Um, so how do you get on the show? Mel, I'd love to hear what, what you would lo- what you want to come on and talk about. The best way to get a hold of me is RussHill.com, R-U-S-S-H-I-L-L.com. And there's contact uh, link there. Just send me, send me some information about what you want to talk about and who you are. And let's, uh, let's chat more about it. I'm absolutely interested in interviews, but I'm not going to do them just to do them like a lot of these folks. And that, that goes into what I was hinting at earlier. Um, I, I, I want this to be like probably for every two or three podcast episodes, I want there to be an interview right now. I've done like one or two and I plan to do one or two a month. Um, so I'll get on the rotation of that more often, but every week I'm not going to do one. And here's why I, I, I just don't think it's most effective. I'm, I'm not going to book interviews. I, here's what I think happens in the podcast world. You have to put out a daily, weekly, or two or three times a week episode. And I think most people who produce podcasts, especially in the business community or self-help or improvement or productivity or leadership categories, I think they don't have that much to say. And so I think they're over-reliant on interviews. And so a lot of the times the people they put on it for these guests, I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of interesting, but not really. And I think you just scheduled this interview because you needed someone to talk to. And again, no disrespect. It just doesn't work for me. It's just not my style. And so I have a lot to say. And for some of you, you'll be into it. Um, but And so I'm not going to do interviews just to do interviews. I hope, I think I have a lot of value add to bring. And so you're going to hear mostly from me. And then when I have someone that I think can bring a ton of value to you, I'm going to put them on the show. But I'm not going to do interviews just because somebody, I owe them a favor, or they have a new book out, and I want to be on their good side, so I'm going to put them on this show. No. This is this to me is very, I'm going to guard this space, and you got to bring value, um, and you got to be tight and concise, otherwise we're not going to get on the show. And so, Mel, reach out to me. Let me hear um, what you got to add. I'd love to hear it. Okay, Dean. Um, I'm not going to disclose everything I know about Dean from his email. Um, basically he's a senior executive with a manufacturing company that pretty much sums it up, but I don't want to get into details and, and Dean, cause I don't know if you're comfortable with that or not, Dean. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, let me read from your message here. This is the part that I highlighted. Uh, you mentioned silos are a huge issue with companies you work with. That's our biggest challenge. Uh, do you have any tips for how to deal with those? Thanks for the question, Dean. So how do you, what tips do I have for dealing with silos? This is, uh, I'm actually going to do 
a full show on this. We've got it scheduled for the coming weeks. So I'm, I don't want to give away too much on this yet, but um, here here's a, a couple minutes on this. Dean, let me unlock a little bit for you. Most silos and more, most organizations have been created by the people who own and run that company. It's the fact. Those are the facts, man. Most leaders create silos. And how do I know that? Well, it's because here's the deal. We hire people. And this is let's talk about even a small business, but this applies even more to mid to large companies. We hire people in sales. And what do we tell them they're responsible for? The revenue number. What else? Nothing. You're responsible for the revenue number. Then you hire someone in accounting. You say, what are you accountable for? Well, I want accurate financials. Great. What else? I need you to help me preserve, protect, and grow the profit. Great. What else? That's it. Oh, okay. HR, what are you accountable for? Well, I need you to make sure we're hiring the right people. What else? Well, you could help us maybe with some ideas on engagement or retention. Okay, good. What else? That's it. Okay. And you see, uh, so product development, what are you responsible for? Man, you got to get the, the product, R&D, product developments, all that sort of stuff. And you, you marketing, well, what do you and and you you see the point here? You create silos by holding people accountable for results that only they are accountable for. So, so what happens is the guys in product development or the people in HR go, oh, the sales team is the one responsible for revenue, so we can just wash our hands of the revenue number. And if the company doesn't achieve the revenue number, Russ will tell you as the owner or the leader who to hold accountable. It's the sales team. No, that's not how organizations with collaboration and, and people working together function. What they do, here, here's the unlock, the real quick unlock, and we're going to dig way more into this in an upcoming episode, probably in a week or two or three. Um, so here, here's what they do. This is the quick unlock. Great organizations that don't have as many silos or very, uh, they've got great collaboration going on, they hold everyone accountable for two, three, four results. So whose job is it to produce revenue? Everyone. Yes, some of you affect that more directly than others, but all of you are accountable for that. Your job isn't complete, isn't finished. Don't go home feeling great about the job you did today if we're missing our sales target. I expect I need you, no matter the employee count. I need everyone in this organization thinking, how do I drive sales? I need everyone in this organization thinking, how do I drive safety? I need everyone thinking about how do I affect employee engagement? And and when I get people aligned to those three, four results we're trying to achieve, silos tend to fall, the walls tend to fall, we collaborate more, and the organization feels more flat, which is what I talked about all in last week's episode, number seven. How do you make your organization flat and modern feeling? Okay? That's a quick unlock on that, Dean. We'll get much more into that um, in that future show. Melissa, uh, Melissa contacted me on Facebook and said, can you do a show on hiring people? We're looking for a better process to hire people for our medium-sized company and wondered if you have any thoughts on that. Uh, Melissa, thank you for the question, and absolutely I do. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is going to be like a coming attractions, like a trailer um, show, and I don't mean for it to be, but Melissa, 
that's on my list of future episodes as well. And so let me give you a quick tip on that. Don't hire people just for skill. Don't hire people just for skill. And in fact, I'll give you a couple of tips on this. The answer I gave to Dean about hold everyone in the organization accountable for two, three, four um, key results or results that are across the whole organization. The same thing's true for hiring. When you hire someone, make sure they understand, yeah, we're hiring you to do this particular job in our plant or in our air conditioning company or in our whatever um, company. So your job is in marketing. Your job is in product development. Your job is the receptionist, whatever it is. But make sure they understand that's not the extent of their job. They're also accountable for these, these overarching results. That's number one. When you hire them, make sure they understand that and hire them thinking about that. Is this someone who could help us achieve this? And that would be in my questions. So if I'm interviewing a salesperson, I'm asking them in the interview process, how did you help your last organization achieve their profit margin? How, what did you do in your last organization to drive up employee retention? Those are not questions they expect. And it's not the most critical thing for me in hiring them, but I want to hear whether they're collaborative or whether they respond with just, oh, yeah, I didn't really deal with that. It's very, if I'm trying to create a flat organization with tons of collaboration, with great employee engagement, that person's probably not someone I want to hire. The bigger unlock I want to give you on this one is when you're hiring people, I said don't just hire them for skill, hire them for culture. That means you've got to define your culture, and um, which is a lot of the time, what I spend a lot of time working with leaders of organizations around the world doing, defining their culture, what it looks like now, putting some terminology to that, and then what's the desired culture they want. And so once you kind of define, and there are lots of ways you could do that, um, obviously the firm I work for, we have a specific process we use to help leaders do that, but I'm not selling you on anything again in this podcast. This is this is just me speaking personally. There are lots of ways to define that culture. So you do it, and then you hire people for culture. What are those attributes you need? So, Melissa, that's a quick unlock, quick tip on that. More to come. TJ, Germany, love having uh, European listeners. Thank you, TJ, for tuning in. Um, TJ, let's see, and this he sent me an email. And TJ said, a friend of mine mentioned your podcast, and I'm loving it, which is super cool. By the way, this is not what TJ said. This is me commenting on that. Um, thank you for those of you who are recommending this for a friend to a friend, posting it on your Facebook page, or just mentioning it to someone. That that's the way we're growing. Um, back to TJ's email. Would you consider doing a show more more often? Oh my gosh, TJ, I am like stretched so thin right now. Four kids at home, wife, um, a day job, doing this on the side. And a lot of other th- serving in the church that I attend, yada, 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 right? We're, so, we're all super busy. So uh, for right now, no. <laughs> and But thank you for the, the compliment that's, uh, that, that looks like it's in there um, as far as doing a show more often. Right now, I've settled in on once a week. It may go more frequent than that um, if there's enough of de- demand for that. But right now, this cadence feels pretty good to me, and it's not interfering with any other aspect of my life, and I'm getting a ton of fulfillment out of it in sharing these ideas and observations. And so for right now, it feels pretty good. And um, and who knows? I, at some point, I may even scale it back a little bit, maybe once every two weeks, or I might I might step it up and do a couple or, man, I can't even imagine this. 
But who knows? You never know what the future holds. Maybe I'll even do two or three shows a week um, if we ever get there. But right now, um, this is a side thing for me. The response has been awesome. I'm super happy about it. I love interacting with people who are trying to be better, who are trying to improve themselves, and who are trying to figure out how to be a better leader. That's super engaging for me. It feels like I'm, it's helping me serve my purpose, if you will, in the world. And, uh, and, and, and by the way, I'll tell you another thing. I'll be real personal with you, too. You know another reason I'm doing this is because we never—man, I don't even know why. Forgive me. Holy cow. Forgive me for even getting a little choked up on this. But none of us know how long we're going to be around. And don't take that the wrong way. Like, I figure I got a gazillion years ahead of me. But this is, uh, these these recordings are going to be around forever. And so I'll just, again, I'll get way personal on you. Um, my kids are going to have some recordings of their dad talking about what was most important to him. And these won't be the only thing they have because... I don't get super personal. I don't get spiritual too much in here. I don't, you know, there's a lot of my life that I'm not sharing in these podcasts. But uh, I, 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 that's part of the reason. It's not the main reason. It's not one of the top five. But in the bot, you know, down, if you put out the full list of why I'm doing this, that's another reason. So that, um, and and even, not even after I'm gone, my kids, I've got a 17-year-old at home and, and, uh, and a 14-year-old, my son and daughter, two of my four kids, they've listened to several of these podcasts. In fact, before I even released episode number one, my 17-year-old listened to it. I wanted his feedback, um, and it was super helpful, um, and you know, my wife and, and others in our family as well. So um, that's another reason I do it. So right now, it's, it's helping me fulfill my purpose, and, uh, and TJ, that's, that's what I plan to do. But thanks for the, uh, thanks for the question. Okay, um, as you all know, if you've listened on a regular basis, I try to keep these episodes to 30 minutes or less, and I just passed that. And so hopefully you found this somewhat interesting. Different format today, Q&A, but I wanted to read a few of the questions that have come in, a few of the comments. And I totally appreciate those of you who've reached out to me, connected with me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or, uh, or shot me a note off of the website or email. All that information about how to connect with me is located at russhill.com slash eight for the number eight. This is episode number eight. So for the show notes on this, which include how to connect with me on any of those platforms, your favorite social media platform, or just to shoot me an email, Russ Hill, R-U-S-S-H-I-L-L, com slash the number eight for episode number eight. Speaking of episode number eight, it is in the books. We'll chat with you next week. Another issue about personal development. I, I got a good one for next week. I'm super excited about. So till next week, everybody, hope you have a fabulous week. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Thanks for your feedback. And we'll talk to you real soon.